Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back, everybody. How's it going? We hope you had a great week. We're so excited to be here with you today to talk about the one thing that changes everything. Right amongst gratitude. Rhythm, baby. <laughs> Routine, right? Rock mm. your rhythm. We're not talking about the old-fashioned rhythm method. I know I got six kids, but we're talking about the rhythm of life. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, someone missed that memo. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's in all seriousness. How routine is the one thing that changes everything. So let's dive right in and get, let's get busy talking about, um, talking about routine. I I don't, I love that quote from John C. Maxwell, where he talked, he says, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. That really is true. hundred percent. It's so funny because even with clients, so I've had multiple ones say, well, I really thought that it was going to make me feel caged and like, I didn't have any time. And they're like, it has actually given me so much freedom. <laughs> and it does. It is. You know what it reminds me of? Okay. So we have 14, uh, what is it? 1,440 minutes in a day. Okay. And a lot of times what happens with our, with our time is we don't really, you know, you will ask someone, oh my gosh, what'd you do yesterday? And they can't even tell you. They're like, I don't even know. Uh, I did this and you know, and so many people have no idea what they did with their time. Well, if I gave you $1,440, I hope that you would know where your money was going. Right. Okay. Maybe you wouldn't know necessarily every penny, but you know, if, if you budget at all, if you have any idea mm-hmm. and, and are good with paying attention to where your money goes, you know, there, there's a recognition of the value. And I think sometimes we don't recognize the value of time. It's the one thing we don't get back. We can always make more money, but once your time is gone, once your moments are gone, they're gone. They're gone. That's right. And, I, you know, I really have come to believe in my heart of hearts that time is worth so much more than money. And, um, you know, life does have a routine. There's a rhythm in nature. There's a rhythm in our homes and in our workplaces. And we are really meant to live by rhythm and routine. God is a God of order, not a God of chaos. Mm -hmm. And routine does create a built-in accountability. Mm -hmm. It leads us to being 
proactive in life instead of reactive and frustrated all day long. And we really can't keep up that energy to keep moving towards our goals and dreams Mm -hmm. without having a good routine and rhythm. So we need to know when are we going to do this? And when are we going to take care of ourselves? And when are we going to play? And when are we going to work? And when are we going to pray? Right? Yeah. This is something really for you, Maria, if you're a workaholic and you love what you do, it can easily overtake you. Right. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. that's something I wanted to ask you about because my spiritual director has always reminded me, don't let the good of your work overtake the great of your vocation of your family or, you know, your everything in your life. And I think as a single person, we can often assume that you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. (laughs) You can speak to that a little bit and the importance of having your routine. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's always funny to me when people do, um, I think, I think on both sides, when people are single, they make a lot of assumptions about married people. And when married people, uh, they make a lot of assumptions on single people and like, okay, this is, you know, you, for the single people who think, oh, you can do whatever you want, when you want, how you want whatever. And what's, what's interesting, at least what I have found, and I'm sure it probably depends on personality types. You know, I, I am very driven and very passionate about what I do. I love what I do. And I have found that if I don't have a routine, I would just keep working. I love the work I do. You know, to me, it, it is work. And at the same time, I forget that it's work because I love what I get to do and, and I'll just keep going. And without having a family at this time, you know, there's not a natural built in um, stopping time, right? If you have a husband and, or if you have children, there is a natural built in buffer of, okay, you know, we have to stop because the kids are hungry. Okay. We have to stop because we're going to do a date night tonight. Hey, we have to stop. X, Y, Z, right? And then which no, it's important to pay attention to your kids and to make time for a date night in your routine. Exactly. And so, you know, and so as, as, you know, during our season singlehood, if we don't learn to have a routine, then we can literally just find ourselves living again by a default in a different way where maybe we're working on the time. Maybe we go out on the weekend, but we're there's, it becomes mindless and you're just on the hamster wheel. And this is really what we talk about is we're trying to move you ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We welcome all the men too. We really are trying to teach you how your life can change when you live by design instead of by default. And you'll hear us talk a lot about that, but this is really what routine does for you. It's designing your life. Yes. And it's, it's amazing too, because I think when you take the time, you can structure your week, right? When you really are being intentional and saying, so for me, I love to work on my schedule on Sunday nights and I take my ca- calendar out. I have a paper calendar as well as a calendar on my phone and time block. Where am I putting what? So that way I know where are my priorities? What are the things, what are my non-negotiables? And what are the things, you know, maybe there's built-in meetings that I know I have every week. Okay, let's plug those in. Okay, well, you know, where's my morning routine? What do I have for an evening routine? Uh, do I have downtime? Do I have time, you know, and, and being intentional, say, what are the things I need to make space for? You know, am I, am I making time to go out on a date? Am I making time to hang out with friends? Am I making, you know, am I creating space to even have those things that I want in my life? And if not, well, then I just get back, you know, then I'm on that hamster wheel, right? And then I end up in, in depletion and stress and anxiety because it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. I can't get it done. You know, we have more than enough time if we're intentional with our time. So talk to me, MK. Let's hear as a married woman, as a mama of six kids, what, you know, how has, because 
I hear this from a lot of the married women that I work with too. It's like, well, I just don't have any time. I can't do a routine because, you know, with having kids and you just never know what's going to come up. And what have you found to be true in, in working with routine? Well, you know, I think as a, when you have a lot of pe- kids and people you're taking care of and that are dependent on you running the show, um, we end up to put ourselves last. And that's why so many mothers are pouring from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Because we're reactive all day long yeah. and we're constantly giving, giving and taking care of everyone else. This kid needs a sandwich. They need to be run to soccer practice. Mm-hmm. You know, this one has a school meeting, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so we end up not doing anything for ourselves and we can't give what we don't have. Yeah. And we literally are so depleted as, as mothers in our culture today. And we live in this, such just busy culture. But I've, what I've really found is that it's really easy to have a lack of awareness when we stay busy, but it's so purposeless. And so as we become aware, um, we realize we're all busy people, but we're focused on so many things that we can and should cut out toward leading us a more purposeful and peaceful life. So what I really want to propose and challenge us is to avoid the busy life and to keep it simple, to settle for less activity and to seek more meaning Mm -hmm. because routine actually gives us permission to rest and to fill our cup so that we can in turn pour out and give to others. Yeah. You know, we live in this culture. I think that the Rolodex of our brain never stops. We're all (laughs) so busy and we all talk about that, but we have the same 24 hours in a day. We have to get serious about what are our dreams and goals and where are we carving out time to focus on that? And that really is such a great example for our kids because our dreams are crucial to have and dig into because that's our God-given call. And what I think has really been a game changer for me is something I do weekly called a brain dump. Mm-hmm. And I actually got this from Brooke Casillo in the Life Coach School. So good. It's so it is so good. And really, you know, what you do, it's, it's just in talking about that, um, that brain dump, all that Rolodex in your brain. You yes. just take a piece of paper. I do this every Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, just having my coffee and, and trying to spend time with my family. I write down everything I have for the week. And tons of those things are already plugged in from appointments and things that, you know, when I get my son's basketball schedule, I'll put it on my calendar for the entire season, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I take all the things in my brain down to, don't forget to pick up, you know, we're out of apples. I need apples at the grocery yeah. store. I just went mm-hmm. to the store, but all those little things that, yeah. oh, I need laundry and, you know, dry cleaning and da, 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 all the things, anything that's taking up space in my brain, I put it all out on a piece of paper. And then I actually take that piece of paper and plug it into my calendar. So I don't have to worry about when I'm going to get the apples at the grocery store, because on Mm -hmm. Tuesday at 9 a.m. on my way home from taking a kid to an appointment at 8.30 that I have to pick up at 9.30, I can get the apples, whatever it is. It just, you have a space for everything, Mm -hmm. including your exercise time, your devotional time, your work time, your rest time, your date night. Everything goes in the calendar. And since I've been doing this brain dump, I've been doing it probably almost a year now. It's really changed my life. And what it's built in is time to fill my cup and time with my husband. And I remember January Donovan telling me, you know, you say Will is the king of your heart, but he's certainly not the king of your time. Mm. And that hit my heart so, I mean, it really, it really You were in tears, yeah. I know, it really, even just talking about it brings back (laughs) such emotion because I think, Mm. We give to the one we love the most, the least. And so I'm like, I'm living, I'm I'm not giving him any time. Mm -hmm. And so the greatest sermon we ever preach is the life we live. And I'm, I'm not showing up for him, but since building in this 
this really mastering my routine, it has given me a level of freedom and it's given my family a level of freedom because they're not mad when I'm working because they know this is the time mom works. They're not reactive whenever they don't have something from the store because they know this is when it can, I can get whatever I want. And Will has intentional date night every week. And that's the first thing that goes in the calendar because it was really something that I was working on challenging, um, building in more intentional time as a married couple, which children can easily pull you away from. And it's just super important to pour into that. Um, So, So you know, I think- No, I keep getting, I love that. Mm -hmm. The one other thing I was gonna add there is something, another friend of mine, a dear friend, Patrick Tolls, some of y'all might know him. He was the quarterback for UK's football team and we love Pat. He's such a good friend to us and um, has been, I probably met Pat about five or six years ago. He was really good friends with my baby brother. And um, he said, when do you, when do you make your holy hour every week? When do you spend time with Jesus? And I said, oh, I pray every day, but you know, I don't like have an actual set time every week. I just have, at the time I had five kids. You don't understand. You're single, right? You can do whatever you want. All those <laughs> assumptions that we make. Right. And he, this, this is the first time I ever met him. He was like a 22 year old kid. And he looked at me and said, well, every time I see you, you're in your running gear. You obviously don't miss your run. We all make time for what we want to make time for. Woo! And man, that hit the heart. <laughs> can I tell you, I haven't missed nah. my hour with Jesus ever again yeah. until COVID hit and everything shut down since then. Mm. But that was so impactful. It's so true. We make time for what we want to make time for. So when you're not making time for rest, mm. when you're not making time for your spouse, when you're not making time Maria works all the time and we have to hold her accountable for that. And we know you love what you do, but you have to to fill your own cup. But that, that was just really um, impactful to me. And as humans, you know, we have different parts of our brain and I want you to talk to us a little bit about this. We have that primitive part, which wants to go to immediate gratification. And then we have the prefrontal cortex and working on delayed gratification. So tell us a little bit about how the brain works and how we can not be reactive, but yet proactive. So this is, this is so fascinating. I've been reading actually a lot of books on the brain because I'm just very fascinated by our brains and the way they work. And one of the coolest things for me was learning how, you know, we have this prefrontal cortex, right? But it's actually, and it's, you know, it's a part of our brain. It helps us to plan, to strategize, to concentrate and to learn. It also helps us to predict and decide. And what's fascinating is even with that, it's divided, so it, it divides like down the middle into two halves. So we have a left and a right. And the left side of our prefrontal cortex or our PFC is actually, they call, it's called like your inner Einstein. So it's kind of the, um, think of it as the orchestra conductor leading your brain in a complex symphony, right? So it's a forward looking, it's a creative rock star side of you that can find great solutions and, and really kind of give you this promise of what could happen, what could be. And so when we're feeling motivated and our, and our best is really when our, our Einstein brain is thriving. It's at, very active, right? But then on the other side, we have the, they call it kind of the inner Frankenstein. So the dark wolf, and it tends more towards the promise of what is not possible. And, and it, it loves to dredge up memories from the past of like, you know what? Well, this didn't work out last time. And, and the thing is, it's, it's not that that side of the brain is bad. It's just that it, it's the part that kind of keeps you safe, quote unquote. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's, and the reason, you know, those can kind of help to balance each other out. But if we are not being intentional about um, taking time to just 
even just breathe, right? Um, to kind of reset our brain, to give our brains time to, um, uh, I guess reset really is probably the best word, then we can stay in this fight or flight mode all day long. You know, when, when we're, we can stay in a stress mode. So even just taking every, like some time during your day to take six breaths through your nose, it's like four, you can do this with us, ladies and gentlemen. It's like four, basically four counts in and then eight counts out like through a straw. And that literally will calm the circuits in your brain. And that's so important because it, it literally resets your system. And, and then you can also start to be aware of, okay, wait a second. I mean, I'm out of fight or flight. You know, where am I? What am I stressing on? You know, what are the things that need to be done today? There's a calmer space that you can operate out of. And, and, we, and we share these things because I think the more that we understand um, about our brain and, and then very practically, how do we help our brain to help us? Like, because the way it works, how do we help that to help us thrive? And taking time during our day to get up, you know, so if we are, you know, if you are a busy mom and you're juggling all the things and, you know, and then maybe it's, it's literally setting a timer that, you know, is going to go off at, you know, 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. and 7 p.m., whatever. We're, okay, we're all taking six deep breaths through your nose, out your mouth. And, and it may sound funny, but it literally resets the system. And so it'll help you to kind of calm down and to be able to think more rationally and to make better decisions about, okay, what am I using my time for? How am I handling my children? A lot of times we're just kind of in that reactive mode. So I mean, if you're breathing in through your nose and out through a straw right now, I bet you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If any of my clients, they work with me, they know that I am so, so big with that in part of our rewiring process, because it, it, it does it just calming those circuits makes a world of difference. Then even in the way that you handle a conversation with someone or the way that you react to, you know, choose to act in a situation, you're able to more choose versus react. And that's a totally different experience. So good. And, you know, so we're, we're really trying to challenge us all here to really have a plan for your life Yeah. and really to not go with your immediate gratification, but, but, dig into that prefrontal cortex and delay gratification. And as you write it down, now it becomes honoring your calendar. Yes. When you have to, you know, clean your shower at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, don't default to do coffee first. Do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it and overcome urges in the moment, which is going back to that prefrontal cortex and honor yourself. Because when you begin to honor yourself and treat yourself with the utmost respect, it actually spills over into the rest of your life. You yeah. won't let anyone else treat you with anything less than that utmost respect. And you're mm -hmm. gonna find so much freedom by following this delayed gratification that we're talking about and not reacting to the primitive immediate gratification. And when you honor yourself, you will become so energized by your self-respect, right? And when you, when you um, plan and execute, you honor yourself and you also honor your future gratification. Yeah. And your decisions are made ahead of time and it takes the need for willpower out of it. Yeah. You have to plan ahead yes. in order to overcome immediate gratification. This is why food plans work. Yeah. This is why an exercise routine works. Yes. Like if you already said tonight's salad, I'm eating salad. You don't have to worry about getting the burger and fries. It, yes. it takes away stress and exhaustion. And once yes. you get your schedule down, you can apply it 
to the self-discipline to every area of your life. Like, I don't let myself know. I honor myself, mm-hmm. right? The planning part is actually one of the biggest things. You know, having a background in working in fitness for so long and health wellness, the number one, you know, motivation and grit will only work for so long. If you do not have it's a Tuesday, Tuesday, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. Exactly. My, my people who actually would hit their goals were the ones we would sit down and we would create a plan for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they'd have motivation. They would have accountability, but if we did not have a plan, they would not hit their goals. There's been studies on, done on this, that planning part, you know, if I, I, just motivation is not going to get me through my day and get the things done. You know, just having accountability actually isn't either. I actually need to have a plan. What time am I doing? What, when am I doing what? And then having that accountability is helpful, right. To know, you know, one of the things I love with, with, um, MK and one of our friends, Aaron, we have, you know, we have a little mastermind to, where we really hold each other accountable oh. and in a big way of saying, okay, no, 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 you said this. Did you stick with that? Are you sticking with that? Or wait a second, if not. And so holding that line for each other is really powerful. I mean, you know that we have all had situations where we have literally held that line for one another and said, wait a second, you said X, Y, Z, you know? That's right. And, you're and to- writing it down. You have to write it down. And there's a Harvard Business Review that says only 2% of people write down their goals and plans daily. Yeah. And that 2% execute better than the other 98% combined. Yeah. Yeah. So that routine really does lead us to simplify our life and clarify our purpose. Yes. Um, I kind of want to pivot here and move into identifying time robbers. What robs your time? Because we Mm. think that you don't have any time. So let's really pivot and really challenge all of you listeners out there. And ourselves. (laughs) That's right. And ourselves. And we've done this activity, um, but recognizing your roadblocks and robbers of your time and really challenging yourself. And I would say the number one thing is our telephone, social media, text, phone. So let's talk a little bit about how you can actually build in accountability and um, control and self-discipline when it comes to your phone. Hmm. So one of the things, social media is one of the biggest time robbers. I mean, you know, scroll, 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 scroll. I literally, I have yet to talk with a woman who is not, who said that has not been a challenge for her. Um, so one of the things that I personally did, I actually don't even have the social media apps on my phone. I literally have them deleted off. And so what I do is that that was an accountability thing. It was an accountability thing. So we deleted our apps off. And so now, now do I still use social media? Absolutely. But now it's with intentionality. I know that if I'm going to post, I have to actually put that in my calendar. I actually have to have time set aside to be very strategic. This is what I'm posting. I'm using it as for what it was meant to be, which is a tool, right? Tool to make a difference in the world, a tool to change people's lives, a tool, you know, to, and and so having a specific um, time for that, or sit down at your computer. It's not so convenient. Yes. And so it it makes a world of difference and, and it really helps to not get sucked in the scroll to be like, Oh, I'm just, it's like, no, I'm going on. These are the things I'm doing on it. And if you want to scroll, give yourself permission, but saying, Hey, I'm doing it for 15 minutes. Right. And then my timer goes off and then I'm out. So that is a big, big, big one. And a big help. You know, another, another thing in regards to our phone, social media is also text messages. I've oh noticed like when I'm, tra- when we are constantly distracted and dinged, 
we can't create and we're made to create. All of us have a different genius, whatever you're made to create. We're here to be co-creators with God as our guide. Mm -hmm. And so we can't create when we're constantly interrupted. So just, I have phone free times where I will have my phone in the kitchen on the counter where it goes and I'm in my office working and I actually keep it on silent most of the time Mm -hmm. because it's that distraction of the ding. Mm. I want to challenge you all to have, and maybe you start out small, like I'm not going to, I'm going to have my phone on silent from nine to noon. So I can just be and intentional. It, it maybe smaller than that. It's like, if you may need to just do, if you are super, into it, yeah, it may be nine to 10. And why do we feel like we have to get back to people immediately? Because yeah. when we say yes to something, to our phones, we say no to someone. Mm. Someone matters more, right? Anytime we're saying yes to something, we say no to something else, whether it's a person or something we need to yeah. be doing. But keep the whole I, I, on that. <laughs> it's a constant, it's a constant recalibration. And I know I'm certainly always working on this and it's a constant struggle because we do live in a hyper-connected world mm-hmm. through, yeah. through social media and through phones, but we're actually more disconnected than ever. Yes. One of the things that I started doing, cause I realized, especially on the week, during the week, I, so much of my work is on my phone or my computer, right? And I realized I really need to have unplugged time where I just, I don't have my phone on me. I'm not answering texts or phone calls. And I, one of the things I started doing a lot in the fall was going camping on the weekends. And, <laughs> and I would literally be in places where my phone did not even have service. Yes. And it actually helped me to create a habit so that on the weekends, a lot of times I don't, you know, unless it's an emergency, I don't really get back to people, you know, and and then I'll come back, you know, just because if I don't have some of that recalibration time, I can't show up for the people that I'm called to during my, during my days, you know, like I can't be the woman that God has created me to be. I can't give and love and serve. Um, And it helps me to be really, truly present with who I'm with over the weekend, right? So if I'm with different people, I'm actually really present. And one other thing on that being present, another practice that I love to do, and I really encourage you guys to just, you know, maybe experiment with it, play with it, is when I'm having coffee with someone or if I'm having lunch with someone or dinner or breakfast, whatever, my phone is actually in my purse and it's not on the table, it's not anywhere near me and it's on silent. And the reason being, is so that I can be truly present with this is the person I am with and they deserve, they're deserving of my time and attention. You know, they're, what we're really saying when we're with someone and we're constantly on our phone, we're actually saying that something else or someone else is more important than that person. And, and we deprive, we're, we are being deprived and we're depriving them of the gift of each other and of our presence, which is truly the biggest gift that we can give someone. And I personally was not always very good at that. And it's something I'm still working on being better at because there, I look back at different times and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was terrible with it and terrible with people. And if I really think about it, it makes me really, really sad how many times I was sending a message to the people I was with that, oh, this is more important than you are. Like, that's heartbreaking to me. That's so good. I love that. And, and maybe taking a step further and just leaving it in the car, right? Um, but, you know, lack of routine really does lead us to waste our God-given talents. And it leads mm-hmm. us toward a life of unfulfillment and resentment. Yes. And so when we don't have a routine, we're reactive and stressed and we live in survival mode. It causes us to actually be exhausted, to forget easily, to be disappointed. Yeah. We waste time binging on Netflix and we (laughs) we just lack that drive. Yes. We we really want to invite and challenge you all today to think about routine and build that life of purpose, of priority, of discipline. And when you plan your life, very few emergencies do arrive. Yeah. Arise. I know a lot have a lot of 
um, women say, you know, I, I just don't, that sounds so strict, but it really does build in a life of freedom Yes, because when you know, when everything's going to get done, mm-hmm. it, it leaves the space to create, it leaves the space for freedom and routine really does help us contribute more of our time and talent yeah. to humanity. Mm-hmm. And it makes us accountable for our contribution. Yeah. Yeah. I always think too, like, you know, when I, you know, when I die and I stand before God, it, you know, I get to account for my moments. How did I use those? Right. Did I use that time? Well, time is a gift. And so am I using that well to love on those in my life, those people that are entrusted to me right now? Am I, you know, but also did I use that creative space, right. To dream and to take time with him. Like, did, am, am I using my moments? Well, so super practically brain dump, I would say is number one. Yeah. Cause I love to make this stuff, you know, sometimes we talk about practical and then we yeah. got to bring it, bring it in and say, so super practical, do a brain dump. And then, um, I would say writing it down and time blocking it. Yes. And say, okay, what are the things that I know must happen this week? Maybe it's a grocery store date night with a husband, uh, you know, it's time. And with- one thing is putting in the most important things first. Yes. 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 So the date night goes in first. And, you know, your, whatever your work is time with the Lord prayer time, morning routine, you know, so find where are my most important things, you know, for those, those of us who are single, we can, there are times where we can make that holy hour easier. We can take time with the Lord, um, you know, much easier. And so really being intentional and saying, okay, you know, these are my priorities for my week, plug it in, put it on your calendar and then, and make sure you also create some space in there, whether it's an hour or two where you're like, this is free time. Mm-hmm. And I think too, another thing to really start to challenge you all, if you're thinking routine and time blocking your whole week, it just sounds like too much. If you can master those bookends, your morning routine yes. and your nighttime routine, you can master those. You'll start to change your life. And I think you will believe in the power of routine. So we just want to give you practical skills <laughs> to begin to live life by design instead of by default and yeah. to really get off the hamster wheel and um, really design your life with the Lord and making the most of the talents that he's giving you so that you can in turn, in turn pour out and give the most of yourself. Um, I love that. How Jim Rohn says that motivation is what gets us going. but habit is what keeps us going. Yes. Great. Such a, such a good <laughs> quote. And I don't know who said it, like, I, you know, I'm the quote queen over here, but I love whoever said, um, if you think adventure is dangerous, you should try routine because it's lethal. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> So good. Oh Let us know what you think about routine, what you're trying. Send us, yeah. DM us. Um, Let us know what your thoughts doing. you have and pearls of wisdom. We would love to try yeah. out. So, and, and again, ladies, gentlemen, like we are on this journey with you. We are still learning. We don't have all this stuff down 100%, 100% of the time. It's still a work in progress for us as well. And so we're learning too. So tell us some of the hacks you guys have learned. Share your thoughts. All the things. Yes. And we look forward to being with y'all next week. Oh.